So we're talking about forms of gazelle, forms of stealing that come about through situations of damage that very often get overlooked. We spoke yesterday about vision uh, damages using eyesight, ayinhara, hezekria, that can cause people discomfort or actual, literally, losses to their property's value. And now we'll talk about situations which are considered indirect damage. Now, situations of indirect damage are also considered damaging and gazel. They are included in the in the prohibition against taking away someone else's funds, finances, and causing them a loss. It's just that when you're dealing with an indirect damage, it's not collectible in courts down here in Bezdin, although up in Shemayim, you are required to pay, if not in this lifetime, in another lifetime. Time. And as we said, even besides the fact of the next lifetime, during this lifetime, it's forbidden in the first place to do these things. So here's one situation. You want to bring something into your house that could disturb your neighbors. So let's talk about dust. You're going to start doing some kind of homemade construction and you're creating tons of sawdust. That could financially cause an issue to your neighbor where they're going to have to get hired help to clean all their windows, all the dust. It could consi- it could cause uh, health danger. People sometimes may be asthmatic or even if they're not literally very, very uncomfortable from it, the fact that it's unpleasant and it gives them itchy eyes or, or some congestion in the throat, all of these things are damages that you are going to be responsible for that you're causing to your neighbor, even though it's somewhat indirect. Now, if you're using your house for normal activities and it's considered normal to here and there do some do-it-yourself projects and things like that, then it's not considered gazelle, it's not considered damaging, and you have rights to do so. But there are certain things, and every community may be a little different, of what's considered normal and acceptable in a residential neighborhood. And anything that's beyond the norms would be forbidden when it's adversely affecting the neighbors around you. You're not allowed to do it in the first place unless they clearly say that they're okay with it and they give you permission. There is an exclusion to this rule, and that is L'Tzerech Mitzvah. So therefore it's brought down. For somebody to decide to increase his finances and to run a playgroup, to start teaching, tutoring everybody, math for regions, and it's going to increase traffic and noise and people going in and out and banging and yelling and screaming, the neighbors could have a claim that you're disturbing our sleep, you're causing us anxiety, uh, uh, there's less privacy. All of these things can be a concern when you're doing increasing these this noise and traffic and uh, and visibility when it's not for a mitzvah. When it is for a mitzvah, such as a shul or malam de tinoikes shabbos rabban rabbeim teaching Torah, these things are permitted. That's considered something that all of Klaisol accepts upon itself that there should be available and more access and potential for the spreading of Torah and mitzvahs. So the Gemara speaks about dust, where somebody has some kind of property or he's doing something that creates a, a lot of dust that affect other people's crops or their health or their windows. It also speaks about smells. If you have bad aromas, let's say you're somebody, you don't uh, take care of your sewer system and it causes terrible distress to the neighbors. That's considered also something that could be damaging to people's food. It could be damaging to people's health. And that would be considered something that's awesome. Similarly, let's say you decide to bring in a gardener who blows leaves all over the place every once in a while and that puts the leaves onto the other person's property and it makes them have to clean it up. All of these situations are indirectly causing damage to others and is forbidden. 
Now, there are certain situations where all of the above will not actually damage the other person in any way to the extent that they can't use their property properly or they can't sleep or they can't be productive because of so much noise, dust, or smells. But there are situations where it's just annoying. I don't like the smell of your vape. I don't uh, like uh, you playing music all the time, even if it's not overly loud that I can't even think or concentrate or sleep. But I don't like it. It's annoying. That will say for a different time and a different discussion. Those situations cannot be called gazelle, but of course, it may be an issue of, of Midos. We'll talk about that separately. I want to share with you a story which illustrates an interesting halakha. We're saying over here that if you do something that's normal in a residential neighborhood, you have the right to do so, and it's not considered damaging damaging to your neighbor, and you may do so. There was a family that was looking into buying an apartment in Eretz Yisrael, and they came to Rav Gerson Edelstein, to ask him about moving to this place, and he said, it's fine, it's a good neighborhood. And then they mentioned in conversation that when we came there to look at the apartment with all of our kids, and our kids were a bit boisterous and noisy and whatever, one or two of the neighbors expressed uh, uh, distaste and displeasure that, you know, my kids make too much noise, they were very disturbed by it. You know, and they asked if that's a problem with halacha. And he says, no, halacha, you have rights to that. But he said, chas v'shalom, why initially put yourself into a situation where you know you're going to be causing other yid and sar? Mm-hmm. Find a different place to live.